millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Samoa's preparations for the Commonwealth Youth Games are praised. Papua New Guinea's cricketers begin a hectic month and the Samoa under-20 rugby team faces relegation. But first, Guam maintained their fairy tale start to Asian Football World Cup qualifying, beating India two goals to one to jump to the top of their group. Brandon McDonald and Travis Nicklaw scored for the US Territory, who proved last week's first ever qualifying win against Turkmenistan was not a one-off. Mateo head coach Gary White says the performances of his players over the past week has been extremely satisfying. You know, the players have worked extremely hard to earn these six points and uh, we're very happy to be top of Group D. If you compare the win against Turkmenistan, which, you know, was, I guess, history in its own right for being the first qualifying win for Guam, compared to the, the game uh, against India, what, what differences uh, did you see? Well, for sure, the, the team was better gelled because they had the game under their belt from uh, Turkmenistan. The cobwebs, I guess, were off from the first game too, so everything was a lot cleaner and it was very, very close to to exactly how we wanted to play. And how did you feel the players handled that expectation or the focus that they had both, I guess, at home, but also, you know, you guys were, you know, noted globally for that win last week and you're getting calls from people like me and probably some more esteemed people as well. So, you know, there was, you know, an air of sort of anticipation around the game. Did they handle that pressure well? We just decided to just just focus on the playing, uh, let people talk about what they're going to talk about, and our goal was to get the six points for the first two games and, and then move on from there. So the players were extremely focused, approached to everything very professionally, um, and then after the game, they uh, you could see the excitement, all the hard work had, had paid off. And uh, that gives you two wins from two matches in qualifying, the perfect start. Um, the other game uh, overnight, Iran and Turkmenistan won all that. You know, helps your chances as well. While Oman still have a game to give to play, um, you know, so you're, you're in the position that you wanted to be in after these two matches. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we we know now that the uh, the game in September against Iran is going to be very very exciting experience. And uh, that is still a couple of months away. Uh, so what happens from from here until then? How often do you get to see your players? Are they all based in Guam? And um, you know, what does the the training schedule look like? The players that are overseas will go back to their clubs today uh, and go straight back into their league season. The players that are based in Guam will, will have a week off and then they will go straight back into into training uh, in preparation for Iran. Does the training and the preparation you did for this first two matches at home, does that have to differ at all for these games ahead or with the success that you've had, do you, do you keep things pretty similar? Well, I think we keep the, we keep the focus similar, but you know we've got to now prepare for a different opponent, uh, a very very strong opponent in a very very uh, hostile environment. Uh, so we will go back to the, uh, the training schedule and the training plan, and then um, when the team gets together again prior to the game in, uh, in Iran, you know we will focus more on the on the strategic stuff, the tactical stuff, 
but in the meantime, it'll be you know it'll be a mixture of physical and technical training. Because I guess Iran, you know, it's a team that's been to the World Cup finals. It's a big nation. Uh, they got a, a few more dollars in the pockets, of course, as well. And uh, you know, I guess it's just another step up again. Yeah, it's just another level to see to see where we are in world football. And I don't think there's a better way of doing it than measuring yourself against the best. And uh, the Asian Confederation, obviously, you know, Guam is a part of the Pacific region as well, and Oceania is, I guess, the smallest and weakest confederation. Uh, you guys are a part of Asia, so, uh, you know, that's, you know, a really, really competitive and really, really tough um, confederation and, and group to get through. It is, um, but I think it also uh, makes everybody work harder to push what they're doing because, you know, the level is, is a lot higher than some parts of the world, and, you know, especially where we are, we're in East Asia, and you know, we go against the, the Japanese and uh, the Koreans and uh, Chinese. And so, you know, it is a, an extremely difficult group. But, uh, you know, our goal, our long-term goal is to be the fifth strongest program in that in that uh, region uh, within the next 10 years. And I think I think the program is getting closer to that, a lot closer and a lot sooner than, um, than maybe thought of. That's the Guam football coach, Gary White. Samoa's preparations for the Commonwealth Youth Games have been praised and given top marks for venues and accommodations. The Chief Executive Officer of the Commonwealth Games Federation, David Grevenberg, gave the facilities the thumbs up after spending two days in Apia last week. The Chief Coordinator for the Samoa Commonwealth Youth Games, Vito Leo Louis, says with two and a half months to go, the organising team is confident of delivering an excellent Games on time and on budget. We are very comfortable with the work we have done. Of course, you're never too sure know, how it will turn out, but we're giving it our best shot. And from what we've heard from the Director General of the Commonwealth, they're also happy with uh, the progress we've made. And to the best of our knowledge, things are coming on well. And we continue, of course, to give it our best shot and to continue putting on the pressure, not only on ourselves, but also on our contractors uh, to ensure that preparations are done as best as possible and on time. In terms of facilities for the Games, uh, what work is still to be completed and, and when do you expect that to be done by? The renovations to the Apia Park Stadium and uh, tennis courts because of the All Blacks Manu Samoa test in, on the 8th of July. The handover would be, I think, around about the 22nd of June, Chinese contractors tell us, and so would be the aquatic centre at Tuanaimato. The only new facility we're building for the game is the squash courts at Tuanaimato, and that should be completed by the end of July. Uh, the other venues are just overlay, um, and we are going to start the, that work, which is just superficial, uh, and that should be completed well ahead of September. Okay, so just just the one new facility on top of, I guess, the improvements to the likes of Apia Park. So you guys are using a lot of facilities that were used maybe for the Pacific Games back in 2007? The other facilities, they were completely renovated for the SITS conference that uh, we had uh, in August, September last year. So Gym 1, Gym 2, the food hall, the dining hall and the media centre, their new facilities, they've all been renovated. So uh, for those facilities, we just overlay work that needs to be done for the Games. Okay, and uh, in terms of um, budgets, has is, is everything been kept a budget? Obviously the, yeah. the government is uh, helping underwrite, obviously, the, 
you know, the games here in Apia. Um, is, is everything uh, checking off in that regard? Yes, the government, of course, has given the, our preparation full budgetary support and we have not had any difficulty whatsoever. And uh, the chief executive of the Commonwealth Games Federation, David Grevenberg, was in town last week uh, checking on facilities and accommodations and, and I guess, meeting with the organisers like yourselves. Um, what, what were his sort of... Uh, you know, main focuses. What what sort of came out of those meetings? David Grevenberg had only gotten into the job, I think, in October last year. So this would be his first visit. So he wanted to see firsthand. Of course, there had been reports earlier from visits by officials and various uh, CGF teams. Um, so, of course, went on again briefing on the full range of issues. We've had a look at accommodation, the venues, and discussed a number of issues. And um, he had been very pleased and very confident uh, that the game would be delivered and that it would be a great game. We share that, um, and that is our aim at the end of this exercise, is to have a successful and fun games for the youth of the Commonwealth. And uh, previously, Samoa has held, you know, obviously the All Blacks are coming to town very shortly. Uh, previously, you've held the Pacific Games, you've held lots of conferences and local uh, tournaments within the Oceania region, but I guess this might be one of the first, one of the biggest uh, global tournaments you've held. There'll be countries coming from all across the world, so, um, you know, quite an exciting time for Samoa. Definitely. I mean, this would be uh, the biggest uh, international sporting event we're going to host and will probably be for a long time. So we are giving this our best shot and to ensure we not only warmly welcome the fellow members of the Commonwealth and the teams and competitors, uh, but also to do the best that Samoa can do in hosting such a prestigious event. And uh, what can visitors from around the world, from Europe, from South America, from Asia, from America, what, what can they expect when they come to Samoa? I think to give the, the young people of the Commonwealth who will be competing at this, having a Samoan experience. Uh, so it would be the, the usual uh, Samoan and Polynesian hospitality. We are also having, for the whole week of the game, a cultural festival similar to the Te Wila festival that we usually have, which will showcase the whole range of Samoan cultural activities, uh, not only for the competitors and the, uh, the youth, but also for the supporters that are coming from overseas. So we uh, would expect that um, they would find this interesting and, and hopefully have... Um, memorable time while here. What's the main sort of thing that is focusing your mind at the moment in the, in the final sort of days and, and, and weeks? It's just that we have now to focus on the details and uh, make sure that everything uh, falls into place and uh, are ready on time and we just have to keep our heads down and do the best we can and not let up until the games is delivered, hopefully to the satisfaction of everyone. That's the Chief Coordinator for the Samoa Commonwealth Youth Games, Vito Leo Louis. The Papua New Guinea cricketers are in the Netherlands for the first phase of a very busy month. The Barramundis began a four-day match against the Dutch on Tuesday in their first ever appearance in the Intercontinental Cup in Amsterdam. The tournament runs until 2017 and could lead to a permanent spot in Test cricket. I spoke to head coach Dipak Patel after stumps on day one. We won the toss and decided to bowl. It looked reasonably sort of green and, and damp. Uh, we haven't had the best of weather conditions, so we thought we'd sort of try and make uh, use of uh, the overcast conditions as well as the sort of uh, damp wickets. 
everything seemed to be working pretty well. And then they got away on us a little bit after having them seven for, I think it was about 114. So sort of a mixture day for both teams, really. And by the end of the day, it's pretty even. In terms of the pitch, uh, is it tough for the batsmen or was it, you know, you mentioned the uh, overhead conditions. Was that a factor in a lot of the wickets? I think it was a case of a lot of uh, lack of uh, match practice for both teams, particularly on grass. Our boys haven't played for three and a half months and we've been practicing artificial wickets during that period too. Suddenly, uh, when you're playing on grass and probably in favour of the bowlers as well, a fair bit of anxiety and uncertainty with both sets of batsmen. And I think the result to date uh, reflects that too. And now this is a form of cricket, of course, that you know, even when you have been playing, you haven't had a lot of four-day cricket or long-form cricket because you've played so much T20 and, and 50 overs. For our guys to get their head around a four-day game, which they've never played in before, is going to be difficult. But I take my hat off to them. They've been very positive about the whole experience to date. It was just that we'd lost a few opportunities there today where perhaps we should have bowled them out for about 120, 130. Uh, but they had a, a reasonable partnership of, of 65-odd after they were seven down. So we realise that we've got a lot of hard work to do tomorrow, but we know that we're more than capable of doing the same to them as well. So how does the uh, points system work in this tournament? Because I see you know, some teams have 20 points after the first round, some teams have 13. Uh, obviously, first innings uh, you know, points are important, and I guess you guys are in a you know, uh, precarious position there perhaps uh, with, with a few weeks in hand wanting to try and uh, climb up to their total. The point system works six points for a first innings win and 14 points for an outright win. So points are very crucial. But certainly from our perspective, we, we sort of cancelled ourselves away from not focusing too much on the points and we just want to make sure that we're learning how to play four-day cricket. And if we continue doing that, the points will take care of itself. Tomorrow, the first session is going to be very important, moving further into the third and fourth day. Not only is it a longer form of the game in four days, uh, you know, this tournament, this Intercontinental Cup, has pretty much run over two and a half years, so it's very much uh, playing the long game. Yeah, it is. You know, like I say, you play home and away round robin games. This is our first game, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and, and, and not, not to get too negative if, if we don't perform. So, yeah, we're just trying to get the players to understand how to play four-day cricket. That's the biggest battle we face, not only from the players' perspective, but even from the management perspective too. So we're just going to take each session by session and see how we're going. And uh, you know, it's fair to say that over the day we've probably won more sessions than Netherlands. So it's positive from from our perspective, and uh, we want to sort of be very positive tomorrow morning and, and make sure that we give ourselves a an even chance to not only pass them, but perhaps even get a small lead. And uh, Dipak, this is the start of a, a very busy month for you guys. Uh, obviously the four-day game, then you go into a couple of World Cricket League 50-over uh, matches, which I think is a tournament that PNG weren't a part of last time. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the T20 World Cup qualifiers as well in uh, Scotland and Ireland uh, next month, whilst on the other side of the world... Your A team will be playing in the Pacific Games as well. So uh, you've had a few months of not much cricket at all and uh, all of a sudden it's uh, non-stop. We've trained accordingly, so I don't think it's just a lack of preparation. It's just that the fact that uh, we just haven't had any game time and that's going to be crucial. So we were well aware of what was going to be ahead of us uh, and we don't want to use that as an excuse. We just want to get on and, and, and play cricket as, as much as we can. That's going to be the, the key for us doing well in the T20 qualifiers too. We just need to play quality teams and quality opposition so that we can test ourselves. That's the Papua New Guinea cricket coach Tipak Patel.
Samoa will play off against Italy for the right to remain in the top tier of junior rugby after losing to Japan at the Under-20 World Championship. The Baby Manu were outclassed 29-12 in the ninth-place playoff semi-final in Viadana, setting up a relegation clash against the host nation this weekend, with the losing team to be relegated to the second-tier Under-20 trophy. Samoa coach Simo Satiti was frustrated with their latest effort. Just disappointing, really. Throughout the whole um, preparation before today's game, was everything was okay. It was all good. I thought the boys were ready to go. Um, but then didn't go well. Um, the whole game was against us. We made a lot of simple mistakes. Um, we dropped balls in contact. We missed tackles when it didn't scrum and lost a few balls in, 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 the, in our set pieces. Didn't make our, and our decision making was poor. Uh, we, we lost against Japan. They were better on the on the day, and credit on them. But we've got one more chance, and it was a bit. It's a, I'm very disappointing. Looking back, how we put these teams together is just um, it's just frustrating, really. But we have to rebuild and look forward to uh, to our last game, which is crucial for us, not only for this team but uh, for the future. Some more players that it wants to be in the twenties. In terms of Japan, you obviously played them uh, a month or so back uh, in the Oceania tournament, and you know there's been a lot of changes to all the teams uh, since that event. Um, you know, have you did you notice anything different about them or improvements that they had made? Their defence was okay, was effective. Um, we didn't carry their ball strong enough. I was expecting more from those guys, but their defence today was awesome. Um, their rolling balls was uh, unstoppable. We didn't counter the line of options. We didn't have any didn't have any ball to play. It was a massive improvement from the Japanese team. Uh, I think they've done their homework. The whole squad fronted up. The errors that you said your team committed, losing the ball in contact, missing tackles, etc. Do you, do you put that down to your players making those errors more, or how much of it was Japanese players forcing those errors upon Samoa? They were hungry. Uh, in their defence, they will bring up their line speed in their defence to shut down our options. Uh, we were hesitating a lot. Didn't give that much depth for for us. You know, we were slow working off that ball. And I think, as I said, that the thing that def- the Japanese defence was was awesome that cutting down our options. And uh, obviously, your final match now uh, at the weekend against Italy. Uh, a team that, again, a team you've played before. You played them last week and you beat them last week. Um, but a very different scenario this time. It's, you know, very much uh, effectively a final for you. If you win, you stay up in the top division. And if you lose, you go down to the second tier. Simple as that. <laughs> the big question now we're going to face. We just need to win. And I know it's Italy playing in front of their crowd is going to be different. But we have to prepare ourselves well from now on. And as I said, we only need this to win. Yeah, you've obviously played them before and you've managed to counter that home crowd on that occasion. How how different do you expect it to be this time around when there's obviously so much on the line? Well, it's probably we're playing the, um, the same um, eradication games. And whoever wins will go, will stay up, whoever loses will go down. Uh, they will want it more than the you know, same as us. But the thing is that the team will uh, make... Um, less mistakes on the day then the team will win the game You talked about all the mistakes that your players made today You know, is, is there a small part of you that thinks well at least we can't play that bad again you know, you, you've had your bad game are you, are you confident that these players will 
you know, dig in over the next few days and that, that they will be better at the weekend? I'm confident because I've seen these these guys play a lot better than they than they play today. Maybe it's the attitude towards Japan team, the Japan team that caused some some of these errors. Probably we uh, as a, probably some underestimated Japan. We've got five more days before um, our game against Italy. We, we have to fix that. We have to make sure that we don't drop the balls. We're gonna make sure that we what we do at training will uh, give us a. Simo Satiti. New Zealand and defending champions England will contest the grand final after beating France and South Africa in their respective semi finals. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.